0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hoag, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're doing a bit of a sequel video to a video that we did earlier in respect of The Last of Us Leaks Legalities question. Now, that video that we did earlier was all about the trials and tribulations of a YouTuber by the name of Heel versus Babyface. And I have no idea where that name came from, but clearly from the logo, there is in fact a heel on a baby's face. And I saw in kind of a continuation of the story that we covered earlier, a tweet yesterday that said the following. Okay, folks, we are in interesting territory now. Sony want to go to court over the copyright claims they have on my video. So tomorrow, I will be consulting with my solicitor to discuss my next course of action. And this tweet was forwarded to me in a couple of places. People wanted me to cover this because of that earlier video Where we in particular talked about heel versus babyface and what he was going through with respect to youtube and sony not playing favorites here with respect to any given youtuber just because heel versus babyface has been doing a good job of going public with this entire process and the conversations he's been having with his lawyer what he calls his solicitor and how that has been proceeding so i covered that in an earlier video in this series and heel versus babyface had a victory early on in which the copyright strike that was placed against his channel was lifted because the person that was putting out that copyright strike had claimed the entirety of the time of the video. And so he contacted YouTube, said that doesn't identify copyright infringing material, and the copyright strike was lifted. But at the same time, Sony had put in place content ID claims on his channel that have a very similar effect. They don't rise to the level of copyright strike, so they don't actually threaten his channel as they were framed when they were initially issued. And we will see how that's not going to necessarily be the case going forward. But they have the same effect. They block the video from people seeing it. They block him making any money from it. And so that presented a problem for him, and he disputed those content ID claims. What he got yesterday, the reason that he tweeted out that Sony wants to take him to court is that he got a message from Sony Interactive Entertainment of America that says, after reviewing your dispute, SIEA has decided that their copyright claim is still valid. And that's the only message you get from YouTube on these kinds of things. If you aren't familiar with the YouTube process, it's never very interesting. They never give you details as to why what happened happened. All that has occurred here is that Sony put a content ID claim on his video. He disputed it. And now they say, nah, it's still good. Now, if you're not familiar with what a content ID claim is, in general, it's YouTube's automated system where content holders put information into a database and YouTube's robots go through your video and make sure that you aren't using that information in a way that infringes their copyright. We've had a couple of these content ID claims on the Hoaglaw YouTube channel for things like Video game videos where we use trailer information and basically they don't usually block you there. They just take the monetization from those videos. We don't do those videos for money. So that doesn't really matter to us, even though we think it's fair use. Doesn't matter. Not worth disputing. Here, Sony has put forth a content ID claim on this video and said, we don't want to monetize this. We don't want this information out there at all. We are going to block it. And the methodology for disputing a claim like this has all of these kind of time parameters put into place. So if you want to dispute a claim like Heel versus Babyface has done, you enter in that information in YouTube Studio, and then it says after you submit your dispute, the copyright owner has 30 days to respond. You're going to want to keep these dates in your head for how this actually works to abuse the system that YouTube has put into place here. We've talked about Content ID in the past and we've said, hey, it's a good middle ground in certain respects because you don't want to just have your channel lost, your account lost, have to get a lawsuit placed against you for a footfall, for something that maybe you did infringe on copyright, or maybe you didn't, but it's in a gray area and you really don't want to get into a litigation with a giant multinational corporation. YouTube says, hey, you don't just have to issue a takedown notice. We've got this middle ground for you. Here, however, it operates as a takedown. And when you dispute it, they have 30 days to respond. That's the first timer. So when Sony turns around and says, nah, it's good. Dispute rejected, as you see here. It's going to maintain being blocked. It's going to maintain being ineligible for monetization. Obviously, because it's blocked, this doesn't really matter. Nobody can see it. Nobody can click on it. Nobody's being served ads from this video. You get into trouble. Right, This looks like a takedown. This operates like a takedown, but you don't quite operate in the same space as a content creator with a notice of takedown, a copyright strike, and a counter notice. YouTube isn't really set up to accept your counter notice on this right now. You dispute the claim. They reject the dispute. The next step is to appeal the dispute, but One thing that Heal versus Babyface noted here, and he noted it because he won on this issue with respect to the copyright strike, was that these content ID claims are for the entire length of his video. You see here, the second one is 13 seconds to 1744 out of about an 18 minute video. The first one actually just includes the entire time frame, And he winds up walking through the video in places. But what's important there is, as we discussed in the earlier video, That means, and this was always gonna be the case because a lot of this is just him talking, this means that Sony actually issued a manual claim. We talked about how Content ID is usually an automated system, but you can, if you are seen in a good light by YouTube, use a manual system to identify what you view as copyright infringing material. If you get a manual claim, that means a copyright owner identified that their copyrighted content has been used without their permission and use the manual claiming tool to claim your video. That's why all new manual claims will require copyright owners to provide timestamps to indicate exactly where their copyrighted content appears in the videos that they claim. And as you can see here from Heel versus Babyface, he actually winds up going through, he slides through a little bit, he shows that for at least 10 minutes of this video. He isn't doing anything that even remotely looks like copyright infringement. Here's the Twitter page for the Naughty Dog message, the same message that we looked at in virtual legality. So he says, yeah, this is obviously not an issue. They've clearly claimed too much. He would ultimately win, in his opinion, and in my opinion, I think as well, he would ultimately win on an argument that they've overclaimed. They haven't identified properly what is infringing here. And YouTube, much like with respect to the copyright strike, I think... Would be inclined to lift this at the end of the day. But as you can see right now, YouTube isn't involved. YouTube says, okay, they issue the notice, you issue the dispute, now you can appeal the dispute. We aren't judging any of this. This is just on you to judge and to determine whether you want to escalate this to the next level and to the next level. Now, you'll also note that Heel versus Babyface stops his scrolling right here at about nine minutes, maybe about 10 minutes. And he says in his video, He does use a screenshot from the leaked material at the back half of his video for about five, six, seven minutes. And he doesn't want to show that here because he doesn't want to have this video get a strike and and not be able to communicate this information, which makes perfect sense. But we then get into the question of can you use the leaked material at all? This has been one of the things we've discussed in this series about The Last of Us leaks a lot. The clearest case you have to not get struck, to not have problems from Sony, is to not use any of the cutscenes, not the script, not the character names, not the screenshots. That's the clearest, safest path for a a commenter on YouTube to take. But it's not one that's necessarily entirely required by the law. If we go back and we look at the fair use kind of concepts here, we look at the four factors, right? The purpose and character of the use of the screenshot is to comment on it. So Heel versus Babyface would very likely win that factor. The nature of the copyrighted work is creative, intended to be commercialized, and unpublished slash stolen. So Sony Naughty Dog is likely to win that factor. The third factor is substantiality of the portion used. A screenshot from a video game is a very low substantial portion of that video game. So in my opinion, and all of these are based on the facts and circumstances of the specific video and what exactly he says, I'm assuming he has critique, so I give him factor one. When you strike a video, when you block it, somebody like me can't otherwise see it, so it becomes a problem. But the portion used is small, so Heel versus Babyface probably wins that one. And the effect of the use upon the potential market. Is Heel versus Babyface's video a substitute for playing The Last of Us Part Two? Absolutely not. He's not gonna lose factor four. So you say he's going to win factor one, three, and four. He's going to lose factor two. The court has to balance that. But at the end of the day, probably he wins. The court could balance factor two as much more important than the other factors and say Sony wins. Either way, you're at the end of a litigation by the time you get to that question, years down the line. Nobody wants to pay their lawyers for all of this. So when Heel versus Babyface says that Sony is going to sue him or threatening to sue him, that's not entirely accurate. Sony isn't going to sue him. Sony isn't likely to sue him. They're trying to run out the clock. They don't want to have this question. They don't want to have this precedent in the court that establishes one way or the other whether a stolen screenshot can be legitimately used on YouTube. They just want to make sure these conversations don't happen before the launch of the game. And the dispute process that YouTube use go, goes to that, right? We've got the 30 days from the dispute. Now, Heel versus Babyface has the option to file an appeal using YouTube system whereupon it says, after you appeal a rejected dispute, the copyright owner has another 30 days to respond. Not only that, the threats get more severe. If they believe their claim is still valid, they may now issue a copyright takedown request against your video. You'll get a copyright strike on your account. And if you still believe that you have rights to the content, you can submit a counter notification at this point, meaning that YouTube doesn't want to accept the counter notification before this point. Now, what's worth noting here is so, Heel versus Babyface got this notice yesterday, May 13. If he appeals it today, or if he appealed it yesterday after he made the video that he put up there online, they would still have another 30 days from there to respond. Then, if they respond by saying they're going to issue a takedown on the 29th or 30th day, that's when YouTube will accept a counter notification from him. And oh, by the way, YouTube can't even restore the material until 10 days after the counter notification is received, right? To get under the safe harbor under the DMCA, it has to be not less than 10 days after they receive the counter notification before they restore the material. And as a matter of fact, YouTube says that. It says, once we receive your counter, we will process it, forward it to the claimant, and the claimant will have 10 business days to provide evidence that they've initiated a court action to keep the content down this time period is a requirement of copyright law, so please be patient. And that's somewhat accurate, but not entirely so. As we'll see, if we actually look at this language, YouTube shouldn't be not accepting a counter-notification at this point, right? What the DMCA says is subject to the counter-notification process, a service provider like YouTube Shall not be liable to any person for a claim based on their good faith disabling of access to or removal of material claimed to be infringing under that initial notice or the content ID concept. But if they get this counter notification, they have they have to put it up essentially between 10 and 14 days after that get after that notification is received. But note the language here. It's not just a takedown. Yes, that's the cleanest kind of thing that we consider a DMCA notice under YouTube law, but It's also disabling of access to. And I don't know what is disabling of access to if it's not being blocked and ineligible for monetization. That is disabling access. Heel versus Babyface right now has had a access to his video disabled. So he should be allowed to issue a counter notification right now. YouTube might or might not accept it. And we've talked in virtual legality about the fact that YouTube is disinclined to work with the counter notification process under the DMCA at all, because all it does is put them in a safe harbor from liability that they probably don't have. YouTube probably doesn't have any liability for removing your video, my video, anybody's video for almost any reason. Under their terms of service, they have a broad authority to essentially say, we can remove it if it thinks, if we think it harms us and YouTube can think anything harms it. And so they can take down any video. They're not liable to you for taking it down. And so they're essentially doing this counter notification process out of the goodness of their corporate hearts. Not really. They want to look like they are processing things under statutory edict, but they aren't really. They can ignore a counter notification, and then you're left with trying to prove liability. The DMCA doesn't create liability. It, provi- it provides safe harbors for other forms of liability. And so YouTube, through their own system, by suggesting that they won't accept a counter notification before this escalates to a takedown, by giving the content holder this ability to essentially have a 70-day window, we give a dispute. Okay, now I have 30 days to respond. I respond at the end of that window. You appeal. I have another 30 days. And now I'm going to say I'm striking you down. And now you issue that counter and that's another 10 days, at which point we can drop it, but we've earned 70 days of window. And that was never what was intended by this process. When you get disabled, you issue a counter and they're supposed to put it up between 10 and 14 days. YouTube Like the other ways in which it operates in this context where they ask for why. Hey, why do you think that's fair use? Which they don't have to do under the law. And now with this timer of 70 days instead of 10, gives this massive authority to people that just claim to have the content uh, ownership. To claim that it is infringed. Because at the end of this seven-day window, you know what Sony can do? You know what they will do? They'll drop it. They'll say, hey, you know what? We don't want to litigate this. We don't want that precedent on the books. And oh, by the way, what's 40 days from when we actually made this issue for you when we denied your dispute of our claim? Well, if we look at May 13th plus 40 days, we find out it's Monday, June 22nd, 2020. And why is that date important? Well, it's after the opening weekend for The Last of Us Part 2. This entire process that I labeled Sony's strategy to run out the clock is just that. They are using every tool in the tool belt, every button they can press, every contact they have at Twitter and Reddit and YouTube just to get this conversation pushed till after The Last of Us Part 2 can be released. And as I've said in this video series, I don't care whether you like any of these guys. I don't care whether you like Heel versus Babyface, Geeks and Gamers, anybody else that is getting these strikes. This is a process that was not intended to be used this way. It is a shame this material got leaked out. I feel badly for Sony and Naughty Dog on that score. I hope they make security changes that prevent these kinds of leaks in the future. But the abuse of the legal system to prevent conversation, which is otherwise allowed on the basis of most minimal hair-splitting interpretation of what could possibly be infringement is an offense to the entire structure of the statute. It's an offense to people like me that believe in the rule of law. And quite honestly, it makes me feel differently about Sony and the way they are operating in this space right now. I understand why they are upset. I understand why they want to quash this conversation. But this isn't the right way to go about it. And they should be better than that. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoyed this conversation, please like, subscribe, share it around, have this conversation with others, leave comments to this video, engage with the content. We're just getting started here in Virtual Legality. We love to have these conversations. We have these conversations about YouTube and video games and movies and pop culture, all through the lens of business and law. And we would like to have these conversations for the foreseeable future. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it in its podcast form, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed,